Microphone check, one, two, one, checka. Is this thing going? Because the ghetto, because the ghetto, child. Is it on? Let me see something. You know, just taking it slow. Somebody show me that door. You know, just taking it slow. Somebody show me the rose. Welcome back to another episode of the Ballhead Chronicles. I'm your host, the Follicle Whisperer. I want to open up by saying thank you, thank you, thank you for all of your support. All of my eight listeners, all of the people who have shared this content. I checked and saw that there are people listening in countries that I've never been uh, been to, never even heard of. Some countries I can't even pronounce. I've never been to Ireland, but thank you to my listener in Ireland, to my listener in China. I don't know if you can understand what I'm saying, but I thank you so much for listening. Um, Thank you for everybody who's um, taking the time to listen to this podcast and shared it with people who look and sound like you. Um, I really, I I don't know how to say thank you. Um, I don't know how to, how to express this joy, but thank you so much for tuning in and being patient um i just i i love you guys so thank you now let's get into it this week i want to talk about teaching and the importance of not reinventing the wheel and y'all know i'm a storyteller i like to tell stories based off my experience so get your brush and let's get to it Yesterday, I was minding my bald hair business, you know, doing what I do, and I ran into a teacher, and she was telling me how she was teaching fifth grade, and how this year she's teaching second grade, and how it was a very abrupt jump, and as I was listening to her, I I reflected on my experience in teaching. I went from teaching fourth grade to teaching first grade to teaching adults to teaching um, high schoolers indirectly to teaching people who just got out of high school to teaching, just teaching. Just, I didn't, I'm a teacher. I didn't want to be a teacher. That was not a career path that I envisioned for myself naturally. Like, a well, I take that back. If you read about the Ballhead Chronicles, the book, then you know, when I was younger, I did want to be a teacher. I wanted to be a teacher. And I was like, I think that I would be a good teacher. I think I can do it. Then I was like, nah, that ain't for me. I don't want to be in a classroom all day teaching several different subjects. That's not my, that's not my judge. That's not my testimony. I think I want to be a school counselor. I want to be a counselor. And, um, I went through my counseling program and I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do. This is what I want. I want to be a counselor. 
um, graduated, took the Ohio exam, failed miserably. And I was like, well, maybe that's a sign that school counseling in the state of Ohio or just school counseling is not my zhuzh. Like, maybe that's not what I'm supposed to be doing with this degree. Maybe I'm supposed to be doing something else. Long way to go. I'm a natural born teacher and I know how to teach people how to do things. I just didn't accept that I was a teacher in any sense of the word. I just, I didn't want to, I wasn't trying to hear that. God was like, I keep trying to tell you, sistrin, you a teacher. I made you to teach people things. And I was like, no, no, God, I think that you got me confused with somebody else. I think that you meant to tell that person that they was a teacher and that you was telling me to tell them that they supposed to be teaching. That's what, I think that's what you was trying to tell me to tell them. And God was like, no girl, no. I gave you these skills so that you could use them in all ways. Like I gave you the ability to connect with people on many different levels. And I gave you these experiences so that you could help people from all of these experiences that I've given you and I was like God for real and God was like yeah and I was like you sure God was like yeah and I was like but I don't want to be in no classroom all day God how I'm supposed to teach these people and God was like well I gave you quarantine and I gave you a podcast and I gave you a platform and I gave you all of these things and I was like but God I'm a counselor and God was like yeah counselors be teachers too and I was like you're not wrong you're not wrong. And so I was like, God, how am I supposed to do this? And God was like, you know, all them teachers that I put you in connection with. And I was like, uh-huh. And God was like, remember that thing they kept on telling you not to do? And I was like, what? And they was like, and God was like, reinvent the wheel. And, um, and I was like, that's what you were saying, God. And God was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But your raggedy ass wasn't listening. I said, God, you say an ass. God was like, that's the only way I got to talk to you because you don't know unless somebody cussing at you sometimes. And I was like, God, for real, you coming like that? That's how you coming, Jesus? (laughs) Y'all, I'm silly, but this is how me and God be talking. And so I was like, um, so, um, So you want me to do what now? God was like, use your talents and your gifts to teach the people from your experience. And I was like, all right, I guess that's what I'm supposed to be doing. And so the Ballhead Chronicles, the podcast, the Ballhead Chronicles, the book, the Ballhead Chronicles playlists, all of these things were created because I was trying to listen to God after me and God then got into uh, some conversations. God then set me down several times. And I'd be like all right um so what you had said you said don't reinvent the wheel all right I think I heard you this time school the content gets a little harder but it's all the same content if you have a good foundation on the elementary level um then it's easier for you to grasp as you build point when I was teaching fourth grade, I start fourth grade. Fourth grade is a very, very, very important grade in school. This is when the state tests are weighed heavily. 
Like this is this is your if you don't pass this, you're not going to the next grade. Like this is this is the this is a real monumental grade, the fourth grade. Like you gotta start that's the fourth level. Like, come on, man. Fourth grade is is tough. And so as I was teaching fourth grade, I was like, dang, this is this is hard on these kids. Like it's a lot of weight on them. And if you don't have a good foundation from kindergarten up to fourth, you're not gonna pass those state tests. And here I am. They, uh, I don't really know what I'm doing and I'm trying to figure out how can I get my babies up to the state standard in eight weeks. I'm, I'm staying up all, I was staying up all night, um, reaching out to my teacher's friends, like losing lots of sleep, trying to figure out how I could be a better teacher so that I could get this information into these kids so they could pass these tests because my kids were stressed out. So, um, I started to create a Zen, like a real Zen classroom as much as I could. And my kids was like, they was unruly at sometimes. Like they, they was clowning, clowning, like really, really clowning y'all. Like I had to get my kids in, in line. It took me like two, three weeks to get my kids in line to get them in a good, a good routine like y'all I'm here we gonna do this we got this um and I hate to say this I really hate to say this but I got to a point where I was in survival mode and I needed to leave my kids so that I could um provide for my family and I I I was agonized about this but the stress from teaching was a lot on me so I took another position and I told my kids I was leaving and they cried we all cried and I was still trying to provide help um from where I was but I knew that I had to take this next step in order to help us all I was like I if I take this next step y'all and I told them this I'm like y'all this is this is not just for me, it's for y'all. And I know that this hurts right now. And I know that y'all can't understand this. And I know that y'all upset, like, dang, we she about to leave us and we just got in, we just got her. And she's so good. And she's she I'm I I'm like, y'all, I know I don't want to do this, but this is something that I have to do because my family needs me and I I need to do this for, for all of us. And I promise I'm gonna make it up to y'all. They was like okay I guess but they were still rooting for me I'm like all right yeah okay I'm doing this for y'all y'all okay all right we we doing this together so I took the new job and I went and I was teaching on a corporate level which was a step that I needed and I was like cool I like this I love this I love what I'm doing here this is amazing but after I want to say like nine months it set in that yeah, this was the practice that I needed, but I have to go back into the school because that's where I was really, really needed. I'm like, yes, okay, this is cool, but I got to go back into the school. So I set up an exit plan and I went back into the school to teach another set of kids. I thought I was going into second grade. But when I got to it, I was going into first grade. I was like, first grade? Y'all, y'all want me to? 
first grade? All right, that's scary. It's how many kids in there? And um, my leader was like, it's, I think, I can't remember how many kids he told me it was, but it was an extraneous amount. And I was like, nah, there could never be that many students in that class because that's just, it doesn't, that don't make sense. You That don't even make no sense at all. So, and my principal at the time, he was a jokester, like a real jokester. And I was like, you, you're funny. You're very funny. So long way to go. It was a challenge. It was very challenging. It was very challenging and it helped me shape myself into being a better educator. So I was professionally developed in the ways of uh, healthcare, but I still had a lot of work to do in the ways of education. So going back into the school was, I was so happy to be there, to be changing the lives of my students. And I could see that the kids were getting it. They they were like, I was their third teacher, and they were like, okay, are you going to be here? And I was like, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be here. I really am. I'm here. And I was there, and I was showing up every day. I wasn't taking no days off. I was staying late, coming in early, helping my fellow teachers, helping the staff, doing everything that I could because I was like, the, the kids deserve this. They deserve this. Then we got hit with COVID, and I was like, "Man, child, I don't know. I don't know about no online teaching. I don't know how to do this." But that was a lie because I was teaching online overseas. It was just one to one, and I realized I'm a better one to one teacher than I am of a group, and that. I thought that's I thought that was a fact. Then I realized, nah, you're a good group teacher too, as long as it's an organized group. I couldn't get with the online teaching at my at the school that I was at because it was a it wasn't organized well in my in my personal opinion. And as much as I tried to get on the wave of of that frequency, I couldn't I couldn't get with it. I had to veer out and create my own wave so um people were reaching out to me like oh you know like you can can you help me with my kid can you help me with and I was helping them I'm like cool yeah I love I love helping kids I love helping kids whatever you need but I realized that the parents needed more support than the students did at that time so I went into my own bag and I was providing support for parents during the COVID. So providing support for parents and teachers who never dealt with teaching online, how to get organized, how to create a space at home for yourself, like a workspace, because working from home for a lot of people was very distracting. So I was offering support, like, okay, this is what I had to do in order for me to get organized in a way that made sense to me. I'm very good at time management. I'm very good at organization. But when I get overwhelmed, it gets in disarray. And I'll be like, send help, send help. But I'll be sending off help beacons to the wrong people, people who can't help themselves. So if you can't help yourself, you really can't help your, nobody else. Like that's that's the bottom and the top of it. Um, and I feel like I'm rambling, so I'm going to take a break. 
get some water, get some bills paid, and then I'll be back. Dear Anchor, I would surely appreciate it if you would stop jumbling up my content. I have recorded this seven times now, and at this point, I'm just tired. I'm tired. For real. If anybody is listening to this, please send me some information on different platforms that I could change over to. Because Anchor, you got me floating. Floating away. I'm about to drift away. Freaking messing with you. Ugh. Goodness grief. Thank you for this platform. Thank you for providing it for us. But I would really appreciate it if you could really, you know, get it together. Get it together. I really want you to get it together, for real, okay? Anyway, what I was trying to say is when I was talking to my new teacher friend, she was telling me what an abrupt jump it was when she went from fifth grade to second grade. And I was like, I feel you because I went from teaching fourth grade to teaching adults to teaching first grade to teaching adults to teaching kindergarten to teaching adults. During the pandemic, um, a lot of my teacher friends were reaching out to me for like wellness coaching and counseling. And I hadn't accepted the fact that I was a counselor. I mean, I, I take that back. I know that I am a counselor. It took me three years to even call myself a counselor because I hadn't passed the state test. If you read the Ballhead Chronicles, the book, you know this. You also know that when I was younger, I wanted to be a teacher. Um, but I'm dyslexic, so I didn't think that I could be a teacher until I became a teacher. And I realized dyslexia ain't got nothing to do with it. It's a lot of teachers out there with dyslexia, dyscalculia, dyscalculia, the one with, where you transpose numbers. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Teaching math. It's a lot of teachers out here that are dyslexic teaching English. I'm raising my hand. Um, I teach English overseas in China. So my China listener, hey. Um, But it's all about the way that you grasp the information. So if you understand the information and you can explain it in a way that your audience is grasping it, then you're a teacher. Podcasters, you're teaching us things, you're a teacher. Accept your role. A lot of times we get so caught up on these titles, like, don't get caught up on the title, just do the thing. Whatever the thing is, that's it. I am one of, somebody wants you to to be like, oh, you know, this person has this and this person, you don't need, you don't need a degree. You don't need a license. Well, some of the things that you want to do, you probably do need a license. But in the market of wellness coaching, it is an unregulated market. If you listen to season two of the Ballhead Chronicles, I had Coach D on here. Coach D told us about, you know, how wellness coaching is an unregulated market. And we go into these things and we may not be using the degree in the way that we intended to use it. One of my aunties told me this too. She told me this like last year. We're coming up on a year of this. She told me this. Hey, auntie, I hope you're listening to your own advice. Um, But that's what it is. 
if you are naturally a teacher like me, I don't have a teaching degree. I have a substitute license. So I sub, but I have a degree in community health. I also have a degree in school counseling. So let's think about that. How have you been using these two degrees in conjunction, Jen? Well, I have been helping my community form a better relationship with their mental health and helping to break stigmas surrounding mental health and self-care practices. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Those things really came together, didn't they? Yep. Yep, they did. So if you have all of these talents and you're trying to figure out how they match, listen to the signs, read the signs, listen to your spirit, listen to God, listen to whomever, but listen to yourself. If you have a knowing and it don't make no sense, that's probably your source telling you, this is the way, follow me. I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to do all of the things that I said that I was going to do. I just took a pregnant pause so that you could think about what I said. I'm going to do it again. Yep, I'm scanning the room. Go ahead, keep looking around. I'm talking to you. This message is for you. You don't have to wait for somebody else to tell you that this is your calling. This is your calling. You've been ignoring it. Pick up the freaking phone. Answer the call. Go do the thing. Now, if you're calling me from a number I don't know, I'm not answering. That's just flat. Don't call me from an answer I don't know because I'm just I'm not going to answer. I'm not going to answer. But if I keep getting the same call from the same number, I'm going to block you. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Um, I was doing that. Like, I was blocking my blessings. Like, I, I was... I was getting the same call from the same number and I would just be like, I don't know this number, so I'm going to block it. And then God would call through a number that I did know. I pick up the phone and then God would start talking. I'd be like, God, no, you didn't. No, you did not. God. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. You can't run from God. You can't outrun the lesson. So Whatever it is that you're thinking about doing, let's put some action behind that thing. Faith without work is dead. Faith without work is dead. So in 2021, we're going to make those dreams come alive. God gave you all these downloads. Use them. Use them. And until next time, we are all bald-headed under our hair, so keep minding your bald-headed business. Namaste.